Good morning and welcome back, everybody. My name is Darian Phillips. I am joined by your co-host over there, Simran Sandu, and this is today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill brought to you by L5 Media. Well, the stock market must have forgotten its morning coffee yesterday and was a little sluggish to start off with all major indexes dropping just after the opening bell. Investors were unsure about how to interpret the rise in coronavirus infection rates in states across the country, but the morning losses were short-lived and all major indexes were able to float back into the black with gains ranging from 10 to 50 basis points. And if we shift over to commodities, gold prices are near a seven and a half year high as investors flee to safer assets. Currently, gold hovers around 1750 an ounce and experts believe prices will continue to rise with the growing economic uncertainty ahead. On the other hand, treasury yields fell to 70 basis points yesterday. And while the majority of stocks and commodities are reflecting the uncertainty surrounding rises in coronavirus infections, we are seeing some anomalies. A prime example of this is in the raw materials market where commodities such as oil and copper are surging as the world economy awakens from lockdowns and begins to reopen. To unpack this a little bit for you listeners, investors are excited to see that factories are picking up production, ships are delivering goods across the globe, and consumers are beginning to travel again. Also, the recent rebound in retail sales has been a nice little change on top as well. And while retail sales are up, existing home sales definitely went the opposite direction. They've experienced a 9.7% decrease this past month as the virus has caused potential buyers to stay at home. However, economists and brokers expect sales to increase by the end of this month due to record low interest rates. And for our first look at the private sector today, let's start with a hairy and controversial scene going on in the fintech industry right now, listeners. Wirecard, which is commonly regarded as Germany's number one fintech company, just got burnt trying to fake it until they make it. Analysts found a $2 billion gap in the company's books and are now being accused of using third parties to make themselves look bigger than they actually are, according to the Wall Street Journal. As a result, the company is struggling to maintain credit lines with lenders and is now looking to cut costs at all possible possible corners and sell business lines wherever possible to try and stay afloat. I guess the old adage rings true here, listeners. Cheaters never win and winners never cheat. And if there's big numbers, there's a good chance that SoftBank is involved. Sprint's former CEO, Marcelo Claré, is purchasing a $500 million stake in T-Mobile, and he can thank SoftBank for the help. The Japanese conglomerate will provide a loan to Marcelo as they're trying to sell roughly $20 billion in T-Mobile shares. And it sounds like Adobe has a challenger closely approaching as Australian design app Canva secured $60 million in funding, bringing the company's valuation up to a whopping $6 billion, doubling its previous valuation back in October. Canva also reported that core revenues have jumped by 30%, despite the dagger its print business took from the coronavirus. And now the company is looking to make its debut on American soil with plans to open an office in Austin, Texas. And what a day it was for Apple. During their annual Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, they announced that they're ending a 15-year partnership with Intel for their processor chips as they will instead begin producing in-house. Another big development was iOS 14, which will have a new home screen for iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, and other Apple products as well. And President Trump pulled his almighty pen out again yesterday to sign another order, this time restricting immigrants from coming to the U.S. amidst the coronavirus. The restriction covers a range of employment-based visas, including the H-1B for high-skilled workers, and is set to take effect on June 24th. 
And if we head over to international relations, U.S. and Russian negotiators began talks on nuclear arms control yesterday. However, there was one big party that didn't attend the negotiations, and if you guessed China, you're absolutely correct. So stay tuned to hear more updates on how those conversations play out. And Joe Biden also decided to take another jab at President Trump, refusing to increase the number of televised interactions between the two candidates. Biden's campaign stood its ground and agreed to three presidential debates and one BP matchup this fall, according to The Wall Street Journal. And that wraps it up for this Tuesday morning. As always, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to catching you bright and early Wednesday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.